If you wanna know how to smash your e-commerce sales targets without increasing your traffic, then listen up, because today we're gonna to be looking at e-commerce conversion rate optimization strategies. And by the way, if you're listening to this thinking, well, we're not an e-commerce business, so this isn't gonna be relevant to me. Well, let me challenge you on that. Everything that we're gonna be talking about today is about how to make people do things that you want them to do on a website. These principles apply to any business. Now, of course, there's gonna be specific things that we're gonna reference with e-commerce sites, but the real value is in figuring out how you can implement this stuff on a dental site, on a solicitor's site, on any site designed to generate leads. And I'll let you into a little secret. We've used a lot of these principles on our service company websites, i.e. lead generation sites, sites built to generate leads, just as much as we have on e-commerce sites. Anyway, with all that said, let's get stuck into 10 e-commerce conversion rate optimization tips. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen and I'm CEO here at Exposure Ninja. We're experts in conversion rate optimization for e-commerce stores and we've built a lot of e-commerce stores and analyzed thousands over the years. These tips come from our experience building, working with, optimizing and analyzing e-commerce stores. Loads of research, loads of testing and loads of experimentation. Now, conversion rate optimization, you'll know it's one of my favorite topics within all of digital marketing because it is one of the biggest levers that you can play. Imagine that you're getting a thousand visits to your store every day and you wanna double your sales. Well, you can double your traffic, which means that you're gonna to have to spend money on ads, you're gonna to have to increase your organic visibility, which is gonna take time and energy, or you can look at increasing your conversion rate. This just means getting more sales from the traffic that you're already getting. So it's a real no-brainer that this stuff is really, really important. So we're gonna be sharing 10 e-commerce conversion rate optimization tips. Of course, if you want any help identifying which of these are gonna be most relevant to your business, or you want to see what we would do to analyze and improve your website, then you can request a free website and marketing review from us here at Exposure Ninja at ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. I'll tell you a bit more about that in just a bit. Anyway, just to let you know that these things work, on our YouTube Live recently, we shared some of these tips and one of our followers actually messaged us afterwards um, and here's the testimonial that they gave us. I just wanted to personally thank you. You reviewed my e-commerce store live on YouTube a few days ago and gave me some tips for the website and how I should be marketing it. Last night, I made the changes, uh, remade the homepage according to what you said. This morning, I woke up to a conversion rate tripling what it has ever been. Your work is incredible. Thank you so much, legend. So, you know that this stuff works. All right, before we get into the 10 tips, let's set the scene. We need to have two things in place before we do any of this stuff. First up, conversion tracking. Is it set up and is it set up to properly record e-commerce conversions? Time and time again, we've gone into a business's analytics and seen that they've either got conversions set up wrong or we've got conversions that aren't working properly. They've got sales that look like they're coming from referrals, but actually it's from the payment processor. You need to make sure you've got your conversion tracking set up properly in Google Analytics so you can see what's working and what's not. This might seem obvious, but then not buying a joke cryptocurrency called Dogecoin would seem obvious and look how that's going. So make sure it's set up. The second thing that you need to have in place is heat mapping software. 
We love using Hotjar. It just allows you to see how far people are scrolling down the page. It allows you to see their recordings as they're using the site. This can be so valuable. On one e-commerce store that I was analyzing the Hotjar recordings of recently, we noticed that their um, their product catalog was so confusing. The visitors kept exhibiting this kind of bouncing behavior where we they'd go to a product category, they'd go into the products, then they'd have to come back out to the category because they weren't sure that they were in the right place. So that sort of behavior is really obvious to see when you're looking at a recording like that. So get some heat mapping on your site and start watching what people are doing. How are you gonna spy on your visitors if you can't watch them moving around your website like little characters in your game? All right, first of the 10 tips, speed optimization. You've heard the saying, speed kills. Well, lack of speed kills e-commerce sales. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt someday. You can't expect people to buy from you if it takes an age for your website to load. Now, as an e-commerce store, you're obviously in control of some of the elements that contribute to speed, depending on the platform that you're on. You may have differing levels of control over all of the elements that make your site fast or slow. But do the stuff that you can do. So for example, things like crushing down images. You can use the short pixel plugin to reduce file size without reducing resolution. Do things like removing extra plugins and extensions that just add bloat and add load time. So anything that you're not using, strip it out. If you can, get lazy loading in place. We love using the Google PageSpeed Insights at developers.google.com forward slash speed forward slash page, just, just Google PageSpeed Insights. PageSpeed Insights is a useful tool because it allows you to see how your site stacks up with Core Web Vitals, which is an upcoming um, ranking algorithm factor as well, although Google have just delayed it. So everything that you can do to increase the speed of your site will increase your conversion rate incrementally. And if your site is really slow to load, then this can actually get you some really nice bumps in conversion rate. Okay, tip number two, upgrade your product photography. So many e-commerce stores are using dreadful product photos. Now, if you want a really good example of a site that uses product photography to almost the max, check out the Apple site. When they launch a new product, have a look at how detailed their product photos are. You are under no illusion of what a new Apple product looks like. You can see it from every single angle. You can see it in minute detail. You can see all the little features and all the little nooks and crannies and details that they've designed, and they do a great job of showing it off. Now, we contrast this in the video version of this podcast with a site that's selling mobility scooters. Um, in fact, we look at a whole bunch of different sites selling mobility scooters in the video version of this for some reason. Um, and this site is selling mobility, this particular model, in three different colors, black, white, and red. Now, there are three pictures of it in black, there's one picture of it in white, and there are zero pictures of it in red. How is anybody going to spend £3,000 on a mobility scooter in red if they don't even know what the red looks like? So, obviously... Product imagery is more important for some businesses than others. If you're selling bubble wrap, right, I don't need to see that in augmented reality popping out on the table in front of me in ridiculous resolution. But if you're selling clothing, I need to see the detail. I need to see the little features, the, how the hems look. I need to see it on someone with a similar body shape. Otherwise, I cannot convert. And this is one of the things that we see time and time again happening with stores that have terrible product photography or even just average, but if it doesn't give the 
user the answers to their questions, they will not be able to convert. A portion of people will not buy an item of clothing if they can't see it, how it fits, how it looks on someone with their sort of body shape. So get the product photography right. It's a big investment, but yes, it's worth it. Okay. Tip number three, add a clear positioning statement to explain exactly what your business sells, who it's for, so that people know they're in the right place. We look at an example, caterpillar.com. And caterpillar.com, one of our clients, an e-commerce store that we built that sells these kind of luxury cat furniture things. So really gorgeous cat scratches, cat shelves that the cats can climb up and little hammocks for the cats that sit on the walls. The homepage has a headline that says luxury cat furniture for happy cats and stylish homes. This tells you exactly what the business is about. So for a company like this, where it's really important to set the scene, explain the business to people that might not know it and tell people this is exactly what we do. A nice clear headline like that can do all of that literally in, you know, the time it takes to read the headline. Rather than forcing someone to kind of dig around and figure out what the site is about, just hit them between the eyes with it. Okay, tip number four is all about adding a benefits bar. Now the benefits bar is fairly common across e-commerce. It's that strip underneath the main menu, which gives you a few reasons why people buy from that store. So on AO.com, their benefits bar has five items, price match promise, free 100 day returns, Trustpilot rated excellent, next day delivery seven days a week, and pay with AO Finance. Now these five items are pretty much the five different categories that anybody would have on their benefits bar, okay? So it's reasons why people should shop from you rather than somebody else. This is often credibility triggers, like reviews, like ratings. This is often delivery terms. How fast is dispatch? How fast is delivery? It might be payment options. In particular, do you accept split payment options? Is finance available? Do you accept Klarna? Things like that. So think about what you could put in your benefits bar so that when someone lands on your site and they've got five to 10 different stores open selling similar products, how do you get people to buy from you rather than any of those? Get them in your benefits bar and then as soon as they land on your page, you're hitting them between the eyes with the reasons why they should buy from you. Tip number five is to think about how your category pages are laid out so that you can show your visitors as many products as possible. So in the video version of this, I show you the Gymshark website. We've done lots and lots of analysis on Gymshark. Great e-commerce case study, huge, huge growth. Now, one of the great things about their category pages is that they are full width. This means on desktop, when you see the Gymshark site and you go on one of their category pages, like the new products or new releases page, you will see as many products as they can fit along the width of the screen. On desktop, this might be five. On my XDR screen, it's like eight products. On mobile, it's at least two columns of products at any time. Now, for a site that sells clothing, where you go onto the site, not necessarily knowing what you want, you want to show people as many products as possible because they're digging around, they're waiting to be inspired by something. If you only had one column of products, a bit like Instagram, people have to scroll a long way. And if they haven't seen anything that they like in you know three, four, five page scrolls, of course, the risk is that they then bounce and they go somewhere else. So by giving them two columns of products, you double the chances that they see something that they like in the first three page scrolls. Tip six, 
product video. Now video for me is the next great e-commerce battleground for so many reasons. Number one, you can use it in your ads, you can use it in your social content, but number two, what it does for your conversions. One of the very first Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast episodes we ran, I was speaking to a conversion rate optimizer who mentioned a particular case study where they'd increased the um, conversion rate of skis.com significantly by adding product video it still works today. So of course, not every product is right for a video. And yes, video requires somebody to be in the video. It requires stuff. You know, this isn't the sort of thing that you can just automatically do. You've got to put some energy in. You've got to get a camera. You've got to get the studio or whatever set up. But it's so worth it. So video can be a great way of answering customer rejections, but a great way also of replicating that kind of in-store hands-on experience. One of my favorite implementations of video in e-commerce is the andertons.co.uk website. And Andertons is a music shop. And as a drummer, I've bought a whole bunch of stuff from Andertons over the years. One of the reasons I've bought so much stuff from them is that their team really knows what they're doing. And this is demonstrated in their video. So if you go on one of their product pages, you'll often see a video where they've got one of their staff and one of the representatives from the company talking about the particular product and demoing it. This is fantastic. In a world where you can go on Amazon and you can buy pretty much any instrument on Amazon, to how do you stand out against that? Well, you stand out by having personality and by demonstrating that your team has expertise and helping the customer buy the right thing for them. And their videos do a really good job of this. We see this loads on Amazon as well. If, it, if the manufacturer has also provided a video for the product and maybe if you're uh, selling products that the manufacturer has provided a video for, then you might have those videos on your site too. But I would encourage you to think about creating your own video because this also allows that personality, allows that expertise and that passion to come through in a way that's very difficult over just text. Before we go through the rest of the tips, if you want some help increasing the sales through your website, through your e-commerce store, then we have some free help for you. Request a free website and marketing review from exposureninja.com forward slash review. When you go to that page, you'll find a short questionnaire which asks you a bit of information about your business and your digital marketing goals over the next 12 months. One of our team will then analyze your website. They will analyze your competitors, your traffic sources, and yes, your conversion rate optimization. They'll make some recommendations and suggestions of the things that you'll want to focus on over the next six to 12 months to hit your growth goals. They'll put all of this into a video for you, which they'll record and send over to you by email, usually within two to three working days. This service is free. Yeah, I know that's completely ridiculous. We spend so much money every year recording these videos for people, but it is so worth it because the benefits to your business of having someone expert look at it and say, right, okay, we, we've looked at thousands of these sites. Here are the five things that you can do to your particular page. And here's three ways of getting traffic or improving the ROI of the traffic that you're already getting. It's massive. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and request your free website and digital marketing review today. Alrighty, tip number seven is customer reviews. Now, obviously, Amazon has used customer reviews to kind of build their empire. This has been one of Amazon's discoveries in the early days was that if it packed the site full of customer reviews, not only was that amazing for SEO, but it also made it a great shopping experience because people could actually find 
the best products for them rather than just choosing and kind of a bit of a lucky dip approach. Now, whatever you think of Amazon's review strategy today and their regulations around it is another story, but it cannot be denied that Amazon has used reviews to fuel their growth. So if we look at Amazon's review implementation today, it, they've made some changes, right? You can order by top rated, you can order by most recent, you can filter reviews according to star ratings. They pull out some commonly mentioned features of their reviews as well, which is a really easy way of just scanning to get a vibe for what the reviews are saying. And of course, they allow their reviewers to upload images, which builds massive credibility and makes the reviews feel more legit. Now, implementing reviews is an absolute no-brainer, but what do you do if you don't have any? Now, we look at a site in the video version of this, um, which you can find on YouTube if you just search for Exposure Ninja YouTube, where there's another site selling mobility scooters, we're all going to need one, um, and it doesn't have any customer reviews. So how do you get around that? Because you need the reviews for credibility and you need the reviews to help people find the right thing for them. Well, how, one of the ways that you can get around it and one of the ways that this business does is by giving their verdict on products in the description. So as well as the kind of factual description of what the product does and what it includes and all the features and that type of stuff, they also include their verdict, which is where they give a bit more of an honest take and they compare it against other models. They talk about some of the reasons why people choose that particular product rather than something else. And they give some of the considerations that might help you come to the right choice. If we think about why people read reviews, basically all they want to do is make sure that they're buying the right thing, okay? So they just need to know that. And that's what adding your verdict can do. It can replace that review experience, just like adding a great product video can do the same sort of thing. So all people are looking for in the reviews is reassurance, basically. And if you can't provide that in the reviews, then you have to provide that some other way. But whatever you do, don't just have e-commerce product pages with no reviews and no other kind of guidance for people to find the right thing for them. Now, lots of different ways of getting more reviews, whether it's following up with people by email after they've bought, whether it's even giving them a ring in the early days and saying, look, can you just leave us a review, please? It would really help other people. You might want to incentivize people to leave an honest review, although, of course, what you don't want to do is incentivize people to leave good reviews because that can really backfire on you. But move heaven and earth to get some reviews on your website because this is one of the core assets of an e-commerce business. Tip number eight might feel a little counterintuitive, and that is make it obvious that customers can contact you. Now, you might have set up an e-commerce business thinking, I don't want anybody to ever talk to me. I don't want ever to be bothered by people. They can just buy or they can just do one. Well, here's the thing. That's okay if you want an easy life, but if you want to maximize your e-commerce conversion rate, you need a way of people talking to you. A few things that we tend to recommend. Number one, consider putting a phone number in your menu area at the top of the page. This will generate phone calls, yes, not many though. And what we'll often find is that it'll actually increase the e-commerce or the lead generation conversion rate of the page, even though it doesn't generate phone calls because it shows that there are real people in the business. If I'm wondering whether I should buy from you or not, and I see a phone number at the top of the page, well, that's a little nudge to say, well, if anything goes wrong, at least I can get in contact with them. You might also want to experiment with live chat. Live chat can be great for loads of reasons, but often you'll get the questions through live chat that you need to be answering through your 
product copy or your category page copy or that you need to have buyer's guides to cover. So it's a great way of finding out what people are getting stuck on and why they're unable to buy. Also adding an email address or a contact form on your page, great idea. Now we've got clients where they have an e-commerce component to their site, but actually what they really want is the trade buyers. And what we'll often find is that if we put a contact form on the product page, as well as a buy button, the trade buyers will go through the contact form because if they wanna do a bulk order, they're not just gonna check out, they're gonna contact to see if there's a discount, if there's a kind of trade version of the site that they can get access to. So you really want to make it easy for people to contact you if you wanna absolutely maximize your sales. Tip number nine, more detailed product descriptions. Now we've referred to product descriptions a couple of times in this episode already, but I wanted to reiterate, your product description is really your salesperson here. There's a kind of misconception with e-commerce that if we just stick a product on a page, show a couple of photos, put a buy button there, great, build it and they'll come. Well, that's like having a shop where the sales assistant doesn't do any talking to the customers at all. Customers have questions, they need information. Not all of them and not every time but more often than not, there will be some question that a product description can answer. We look at a great example in the video version of this at mobilitypower.co.uk and I'm gonna talk you through the layout of their page because it is great and there's a really good approach to product descriptions. Now, this business sells mobility scooters. Again, I was on a bit of a roll with mobility scooters when planning this, and they've got great approach to it. So at the start of the page, they've got a very brief introduction to the product, um, just a couple of lines of text explaining what it's all about. Then we've got some extras that you can add onto the products. We've got some different color schemes, and we've got the buy button. Then below the fold, or slightly below the fold, peeking out above the fold, we've got information, the description. Now this description is a mixture of images, video, and text, and it's great. It's really engaging. You're not hit with massive amounts of impenetrable text that's really difficult to read. Every block of text has a heading. So for example, performance, take the next step in your journey to greater independence, riding comfort and style, safety comes first, engineered delivery. Each of these headings guides the visitor to the section of text that's gonna be most relevant for them. If you've got questions about performance, you know exactly where you need to go. If you've got questions about safety, you know exactly where you need to go. So you're not forced to hunt around, it's really easy to use. There's a couple of paragraphs in each section and they use bold, to make the most important words stand out, which again, just makes it easy to read. It makes it less fatiguing on the eye and makes it a little bit more enjoyable and a little bit more playful. They've got little icons showing different features and they've got videos embedded as well to illustrate things like how their delivery system works. It's a really, really good product page. Yes, it's a ton of work. And if you're selling three pound products, it might be difficult to justify. But if you wanna sell loads of three pound products, then it might be difficult not to justify doing it. So the more detailed you can make your product descriptions, the better, but make sure they're readable and usable. Imagine your best salesperson talking to your best customer. Now, sometimes we get people saying, yeah, but you know, I sell something that's fairly common. You know, how am I gonna write any sort of detail about this? How am I gonna kind of jazz it up for a product description. Well, the simplest way is just as if we were advising an accountant on how to build a page for their accountancy firm or a 
industrial manufacturer about their services, where you just say, what are all the questions that someone might have about this particular thing? And how would your best salesperson answer each of those questions? So they wouldn't be waffly, they wouldn't go on for ages, they would give a concise answer and take it back to a call to action, which would be, so you probably want to buy this. And you can take exactly the same approach with your product descriptions. Think of all the possible questions that someone might have, all the objections that they might have to overcome before they're ready to buy, and make sure that they're knocked out on your product pages. Okay, tip number 10, our final tip today is to use an email opt-in offer. If you've checked out our deconstructions of the Hut Group's websites, then you'll remember one of the things that they've done which has been really successful is to incentivize people to leave their email address on the site. So ways that you can do this, offering a 10%, 5%, 15%, test the number voucher in return for people's email address, offering access to exclusive insider discounts or um, insider clubs where they get early access to different products, basically treating your website not just like an e-commerce site, but also like a lead generation site. How can you build an email list? Because not everyone who comes onto your page is gonna buy a product immediately. If you can grab someone's email address and then they leave and then you can follow up with them, you don't have to pay to get them back on your site. Whereas obviously if you're running remarketing ads or you're running Google shopping ads to get them back on next time they search Google, you've got a much lower chance of getting them back on, but also you're gonna have to pay to bring them back. Whereas if you've got their email address, they're in your club, they're in your inside world and you can start to build a relationship. So things to test, the percentage discount that you have to offer. Again, we look at a mobility scooter website which offers a 5% discount. That's okay for a higher ticket product. That's not gonna touch the sides for something that's cheaper. Say you're selling t-shirts, 5% isn't gonna make a significant bump on your email signups. You might have to go 10%, you might have to go 15%. Now for many businesses, this is really gonna start eroding their profit margin on the first sale. So obviously you have to do what's right for you, but one of the things that we'll see and one of the things that feels like a bit of an e-commerce trend is that stores are willing to sacrifice more and more of their first sale profit knowing that the customer acquisition is really key. Obviously, this is for stores that have repeat visits and repeat custom, and you know, particularly for consumables where people are going to be buying the same thing over and over again. If you're just selling something one-off and you only sell to customers once, then really offering to erode your profit margin in order to get that customer doesn't make any sense at all. But if you're selling to someone who's going to come back and buy from you over and over again, then getting that customer the first time is the name of the game. And if you have to sacrifice a bit of margin first time, and you might be breaking even on first sale or even losing a little bit of money first sale, that might be worth it for the lifetime customer value. So as long as you know your numbers, test it. You can supercharge this with an exit intent pop-up. So if someone motions to leave the site, then you give them another pop-up, which kind of brings them back on. But these sorts of pop-ups can be a great way of building your email list as well as getting those sales. So we've looked at 10 e-commerce conversion tips there. Speed optimization, upgrading product photography, clear positioning statement, benefits bar, full width, showing as many products as possible on each screen, product video, product reviews, and if you can't get reviews, adding your verdict on products, adding contact options, making sure your product descriptions are super detailed, and adding lead capture opt-in offers. I hope you found this episode useful. Don't forget to request your free website marketing review from Exposure Ninja. Dot com forward slash review. It will be the single best thing 
you ever do in your entire life, guaranteed. <laughs> How's that for a ridiculous claim? Um, and of course, if you've enjoyed this episode, then consider subscribing to the Exposure Ninja podcast. We really, really love making these episodes and we love getting your feedback. So if you can leave us a review as well, letting us know how you find the show, that would be amazing. We absolutely love reading them and it really gives us loads of energy to keep making killer episodes for you. I've referred a few times to our YouTube channel and we post videos every single week as well as running live workshops where we break down people's websites on the screen. It's much less brutal than it sounds most of the time. So check us out on YouTube. Just search Exposure Ninja. Until next week, see you soon.